Local voices, local conversations. NapaBroadcasting.com. Welcome back to NapaBroadcasting.com. Certainly we've talked a lot about and you've read a lot and heard a lot about the trials and tribulations that are going on in the city of St. Helena, the budget problems that the city faces. As I talked about the other day, the chickens finally coming home to roost. Certainly one of the results of that is some dramatic changes taking place at the St. Helena Public Library, a library that won awards over the past several years, and we'll talk about that as I'm joined right now by the former head of the St. Helena Library, Jennifer Baker. Jennifer, thanks for coming in. Thank you for inviting me. It's great to have you here. First of all, take us back a little ways to the beginnings of, of really this whole thing when these budget problems really began to to rear their head in a profound way that was making it clear that some cuts had to be made, changes had to be made in the city, and there was the feeling that the library would be a place that some of these cuts might be taking place. Well... The budget woes of the city are much more than one month old. Mm -hmm. I mean, there have been a number of things that have come to light over the last several months, um, at which some of them are being investigated and, you know, forensically uh, unearthed. And um, basically, you know, the budget process for the city generally starts in December, January. Um, this last January, we had just um, hired a new finance director, and so uh, got a little bit of a late start and a lot of catch-up to do because um, we didn't have a whole lot of institutional memory at City Hall uh, from a number of um, previous departures. So um, there was a lot of um, digging and trying to figure out um, what the what the fiscal status of the town was. And um, Jennifer Phillips did some financial forecasting and um, some strategic planning with the council. And in in the meantime, kind of in a parallel track, they were discovering basically that there was no money and <laughs> and 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 to make things even worse not only was there not new money coming enough money coming in there were a number of shortfalls based on uh, some decisions that had been made um previously that i'm not really equipped to speak to but anyway so um we put together our budget over the budget um, season, which again is several months. It was kind of a bit, a bit of a roller coaster. It was up and down and up and down. It was like everything's, uh, you know, I think it's going to be fine. Uh, oh, we might have to, you know, try to keep do your best to keep things flat. Oh, we might have to trim a little bit. Oh, no, now it's fine again. And then all of a sudden it was bad. <laughs> and, um, and so very, um, we had our planned our budget presentations the different departments had planned our, our budget presentations to go to city council on may 11th and um we received news sometime in the latter half of the previous week that we were looking at having to cut a lot of money we were looking at, at the time they were looking at a million dollars across you know across the board general fund was a million dollars short so there was no time um given that notice for any of the departments to put together any kind of um different service plan or diff make any real changes to the budget so we all went in um, basically making the presentations that we had originally planned, which was like, okay, for us to continue to do what we're doing now, this is how much it will cost. Um, and we're well aware of the fact that we do not have enough money to do that. And uh, the city manager asked for direction from council to identify some areas that they would like 
uh, to target to um, save money. Um, the library has always been uh, very well funded by the community, um, and both uh, b- both from general funds and also from private donations. And um, so, you know, I kind of, you know, I kind of saw it coming. I didn't know how bad it would be. Um, I don't. Well, I, and I don't think it's fair to think, say anybody really knew how bad it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, we had the, the, on the eleventh, we had a meeting. So we had uh, maybe it was the tenth. I forget. Anyway, it was it, whatever it was that with the the the, mm-hmm. <laughs> the the city council meeting. They had uh, we had that meeting, and then the next morning we had. Um, a meeting uh, with the exec staff where we kind of talked about, you know, what next steps needed to be. Um, I had received direction um, through city council from the city manager um, or the other way around uh, to look at a 10%, 20% and 30% cut and to make, make proposals to that effect. Um, what was the library budget for last year? The library budget for last year um, from the city, uh, um, from, from general fund mm-hmm. was, uh, uh, one, one, just right around one million, and we were looking, I think, at one point or just under one point one for this year. The increases were to do with salary negotiations and step increases and things like that. There, there weren't any. We we didn't increase any of our service options or anything. It was all pretty, pretty much personnel. Right. Um, and so we. Um, so anyway, I was looking at ten percent, twenty percent, thirty percent. Very, very quickly, without a whole lot of um, detail, I crunched some numbers, put them together um, with three different options um, for um, reducing services, reducing hours, eliminating some staff, and um, sent those to the city manager. Um, Then I had a meeting with her, um, I think it may have been the same day, Uh, but uh, she was very unhappy with what I proposed and I was not ever really clear why had you proposed cuts in the 10 percent 20 percent and 30 percent range with those things that you laid out for her yes yes and uh, so had given and again it was very rough it Mm -hmm. was you know what because we we had a matter of hours to put it together but but definitely had um you know crunched the numbers and and kind of made a uh a kind of a first shot Mm-hmm. Um, proposal. Um, so anyway, met with her. She was not happy with me. Actually, it, I don't know that it had anything to do with uh, what I was proposing. She was just um, upset with me, and I was never really clear why. Um, you know, I asked her, and you know, I won't get into that because that was a personal conversation between she and I. But um, but suffice it to say, I was um, anxious to fix it. And told her that, let her know that, um, that I was very uh, much interested in uh, fixing whatever the problems were, working with her and the exec team to uh, do whatever we could to maintain services at as high a level as we possibly could while still meeting the goals of city council. And um, she responded that, you know, very briefly, but said, you know, that great, she appreciated my my, uh, commitment and that we would work on it. Then um, a week later, um, we uh, found out found yet another five hundred twenty six thousand dollar hole, <laughs> and uh, so as a result of that, 
Um, the city manager informed me that she was recommending laying me off, so eliminating my position and turning the library over to a part-time manager. Um, I, can, I will assume yes. that that was not part of your original recommendation. No, goodness, no. And and not because, you know, not because I need it, you know, I, 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 I love the San Lina Library, and I love the town of San Lina, and it was honestly my dream job for the last seven and a half years. So I would have hated to leave under any circumstances. But, you know, and I, but I told her very clearly, if I felt that me walking away from the library was the right thing to do, I would. And, but I didn't feel that that was the case, and that I... Um, you know, I felt that there were other options, and uh, so um, you know, th- you know, not only because we were looking at all of these cuts, we're looking at up to thirty percent cuts. We were looking at a number of huge projects that we've been working on for several years that were um, going to be coming um, in into play in the next several months, and needed somebody with uh, history and with library experience. Um, you know, all those things to to make it work. Um, so anyway. Uh, I sat on that information for a week, um, and then when when the city manager finally, um, a week later, announced to um, the staff the intent, and she laid out um, what what her fiscal goals were. You know, this this much money, and it's going to come from here, here, and here. And that was the first time that I saw what her fiscal goal was for the library because all I knew up until that point was that she was getting rid of me. So once I saw that she was trying to get to $300,000, I was like, okay, I can do that. And so I went back to um, the library and I met with the staff. I crunched numbers again and again and again. I called some vendors, renegotiated contracts, canceled some services, looked at you know any place anywhere that we could trim. And we were already pretty pretty close to the bone already, even though we were well funded. Um, but you know we could do without a couple ribs. So <laughs> so um, met with the library board met with staff, met with the HR director, met with the finance director, even met with the city manager to review this multiple times. Um, and in uh, over that next week, I put together a proposal that would get us to that $300,000 out of general fund. It did require taking some one-time money out of um, trust fund, um, but we had additional plans to reduce the need for that money over the next fiscal year. I mean, basically, what I was saying and what what the library board concurred with was that it would be impossible to cut thirty percent out of the library in four weeks. It just wasn't. You couldn't do it. Uh, at least not. I mean, you can, but you can't do it and still have a decent library. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, um, so it was our goal to make these reductions. And and then continue to make reductions over the next year, um, so that we could, you know, sustain it. Because that was another concern um, of everyone is that this was not a short term problem; that this was a long term problem, and we needed to come up with something that was going to be sustainable for the long term. So that was going to be our goal for the next year. 
So the, to, to just stay on that a moment, the, the goal was to take the money out of the trust fund for this fiscal year, Correct. but not on an ongoing basis. That Correct. was a transition Absolutely. Situation. And it was not all of the money out of, I mean, we were not going to cover $300,000 out of the trust. Mm-hmm. We were going to cover um, a, like a third of that. And the remainder we were, were going to cut. Um, and the friends uh, and foundation stepped up also and um, allocated some additional uh, funding to some part-time staffing and other things. So it, we, we managed to cobble it together, basically. Um, so we met with uh, the library board. The library board approved it. Um, then, So that was a, a week and a half ago. Um, then uh, met with... Um, Miss Phillips again right after that. She again was not terribly happy with me, um, but seemed to have at least wise agreed to take the proposal to city council, and that's that's what she had told the library board. And so at that point, you know, I was it, it, it was fine. We were moving forward still working on how do we implement all of this, looking at, you know, how many hours could we be open, what kind of programs would be mm-hmm. we be able to sustain, things like that, meeting with staff, trying to figure all these things out, possible scheduling options. And um, then we, then in, in the middle end of last week, um, suddenly there were all of these questions about how, to, about the, um, concerns about how to use the trust funds. Mm-hmm. Um, and, so all of the latter part of last week, the city hall staff was trying to, again, piece together a lot of history. Um, there were some things that were done not they – were, they, were, they were done inaccurately over the last several years. I, w- I wouldn't say it was inappropriate, but it was there, – there was, like, there was a, a thing where we had taken – um, a resolution to city council back in 2011 um, to make some changes to how the trust funds were used. And the city council did a voice vote of that to approve that. Mm-hmm. But then the um, written resolution was never printed and signed. So then so then it was like, okay, does that mean it, it happened or it didn't? City mm-hmm. attorney said one thing, city manager said another. Anyway, so it came down that there was some concern over whether or not the trust money would be available. The thing about the trust money is that the trust money, when it was gifted to the library, had no restrictions on it whatsoever. The only restrictions that were ever placed on it were placed there um, under the um, advice of the library board and then adopted by city council. So both of those entities had the authority to undo that. And so the library board met on um, Monday of this week, um, had a joint meeting with the Friends and Foundation, where they again reviewed the um, budget proposal, and then also uh, spent a lot of time reviewing the trust funds and the again the um, uh, any restrictions, whether or not they existed or didn't. Um, there again was a lot of. Um, pseudo misinformation it, it was it was more of just misinterpretation I, I would maybe characterize it as but it was it was 
but there's a lot of people that are on the library board and on the Friends and Foundation that have been serving in those various positions for a number of years, and so they know the history, mm-hmm. and um, and I you know and I know the history as well, and so um, basically what was recommended it was that um, regardless of what the uh, whether or not in 2011 it it was made official, we still had opportunity to make it official now. And so, because again, all it is is a resolution. And so, uh, so the library board recommended a resolution to city council to um, change uh, the um, the Tweed. It's the name of the trust, Trust. uh, uh, the Tweed Trust um, uh, framework, and also authorized the use of these one-time funds. So, again, regardless of whether or not that may or may not have been possible at the time that it was originally discussed, it would have been possible for the coming budget year. So that meeting lasted about two hours. It was from 1230 to 2.30. Everybody went their separate ways. And an hour and a half later, um, my contract was terminated, and I was escorted from the building. What transpired, as far as you know, in that hour and a half, two-hour period? I have no idea. I, I, for me, I went back to work, <laughs> and um, I, I can speculate on a number of things. I don't know whether it's appropriate. <laughs> well, I mean, it'll be clear that it's speculation. What, what, I, um, I, I can only say what I saw. Um, I when I was at the uh, at city at uh, city hall. Sorry, when I was at city hall the week prior. Um, I had uh, gone into the city clerk's office at one point to, I I can't remember if I was dropping off documents or picking up documents, but for whatever reason, I I walked into the city clerk's office. And um, Rebecca Barr, who um, until this morning for for two whole days was the interim library manager. um, She's the former city clerk in American County. Correct. She was in that office, and she had uh, a laptop set up on um, the desk of the city clerk, and she was looking at the um, website of the American Library Association Conference, which is at the end of this month in San Francisco. At the time, you know, because I was there for other things, I, my my thought was, that's weird, and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> in retrospect... My summation of that is that this was a decision that was made well over a week before I was terminated, and the um, everything that happened between whenever that decision was made and when I was actually um, escorted from the building was just smoke and mirrors. So, Talk a little bit about the role of the library board mm-hmm. in all of this. Um, well, the library board serves in an advisory fu- uh, capacity. They are appointed by city council. Um, there used to be five individuals, but um, uh, if several months ago they increased that to seven because they had just uh, so many people from the community that wanted that had an interest in serving uh, that they expanded the board. Um, so we have several new people on the board uh, as a result of that. So I th- it's three or f- three, maybe four people that have been on the board for less than a year, or, or I think maybe three that have been less than a year, but then a couple that were relatively new since then. And then, but, but still long-term 
community members. And then we have a couple of people that have been on the board for some time, including Bonnie Long, who's the current chair of the board and has been on the board for, I think, 13 years and uh, former city manager of right. Santa Lena. So, um, so their role has always been to uh, kind of be um, almost a liaison between the library and the city council. Um, Per the municipal code, they are responsible for making recommendations on how to use trust funds. They are also uh, responsible for um, setting policy. Um, So like if, you know, if we want to say you know, <laughs> nobody in the library with green hair, they would be the ones that would right. make that decision, that would approve that decision. <laughs> and so they review the library's budget um, annually, and we go, we, we actually review expenses on a monthly basis, but we, we I, I take the budget to them several times um, over the course of the budget season to review what's being outlined, what the plans are. We had... Because of the loss of state funds, um, which went away a few years ago, and we had been um, gradually um, using up some reserves from those state funds over the last couple of years, we've been talking, strategizing for a long time about how to solve that problem. Mm -hmm. And that was all, you know completely um, separate from the general fund issue. That was just, you know, how do we fix these other issues? And so, you know, we had some opportunities to make some changes through um, some staff attrition and things like that. And so we were always um, constantly talking about that sort of thing. But um, so as far as their role in this particular situation, um, again, it's just advisory. Um, I know from having talked to several of them since Monday that, um, well, of all the people I've talked with, they are incredibly um, angry um, at how things transpired. Regardless of the decision, they feel that they were misled um, because um, one of two things happened. Um, Either a decision had already been made before the library board, which I personally think is the case, um, or a decision was made sometime in the hour and a half after the library board, and um, in any case, uh, they were not um, notified of that. Mm-hmm. So they feel. I know that several of them feel that it, that it was all just um, a complete waste of time. You mentioned a couple of times that the city manager was not happy with you in some of these meetings. Yes. Talk a little bit about what was behind that, as far as you know. I have. I really don't know. Um, it, it 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 came out of nowhere for me, and you know, and I even when she first confronted me right after that first budget meeting, and expressed that she was unhappy with me, I um, apologized. I was like, you know, I I said, I'm really sorry. I did not see this coming. I if I have not been paying attention, it I'm at fault, and I you know I want to fix it tell me what to do and I'll do it and um and that was pretty much you know it, it was it, it came so it came it was so blindsided me that I was really kind of unprepared to even address some of the things that she was uh shooting at me and um I had hoped you know after afterward I had hoped to um spend some time 
you know, trying to repair that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you know, I I knew that we were going to have a bumpy few weeks. You know, with it, as the budget came together, but my hope was if we could get past July one, you know, we could come back around and address these issues in whatever way she felt was appropriate. Because you know, I I work at her will, and um, I, you know. <laughs> I'm not used to having bosses be unhappy with me, and it was very uncomfortable, so I wanted to fix it. <laughs> were there specific areas that were identified that were problems, that, that were things that you wanted to fix? Um, not in a manner that was outlined in a way that could be addressed. It was things like very nebulous things like my body language and other things that were just you know things that I, I again it was were, were these issues that had to do with the library and the operation of the library or were they strictly related to the budget um i am not sure i know how to answer that um she did at one point say that she did not feel that I was the um, type of leader that was needed to transition the library through whatever was coming Um, but she was not clear as to why she felt that way or um, and we never really got around to addressing that because you know everything else kind of just transpired very quickly after that other than your position what are some of the other cuts that have been made in the library budget at this point i honestly don't know um because the proposal that i helped to create was based on um a number of service changes, a number of uh, reductions in staffing. Again, through attrition, we weren't um, we weren't eliminating any positions other than those that people had voluntarily vacated. Um, so, but at this point in time, I don't know. When when uh, the budget was presented to City Council this last Tuesday, uh, they were. Um, it, it was pretty clear, actually, that they didn't have a plan, that they just wanted a dollar amount. So, and I don't know w- how they intend to um, get to that dollar amount at this point. They could they could do any number of things. I mean, there are some things that have already happened because I made uh, some changes while I was still there. You know, we cut the... Um, our, our print periodical collection because we have um, an online service and there were some duplications. So we thought, well, we'll just push everybody to get online. And um, we trimmed a few things here and there, um, cut our ebook budget, uh, cut the um, some other things, smaller things. And uh, d- it also did a lot of squeezing through some old purchase orders to find money that hadn't been spent, things like that. Um, so um, a number of and there are a few things that had already happened, but the the lion's share of it was based on uh, my recommendations, which I don't know if they will be used or not. Given the support that the library has had in the community for so many years, was there ever talk about going into the community, looking for grants, looking for contributions, looking for money from businesses, organizations, or individuals within the community? Absolutely. 
Um, and the Friends and Foundation were very much committed to doing that. They have been over, you know, well, the Friends have been around since the 1960s, and the Foundation's been around since 2010, and they merged a little over a year ago. And so they have been doing a lot more active fundraising um, in the last year and have been planning more. There was also a lot of discussion with um, the library board, and also the city just hired a new grants manager. So there was definitely some kind of uh, brainstorming, I guess, is the best uh-huh. way to call it, about things that could be pursued. It was very much understood that there was no way that could happen in four weeks, which is another reason why we were looking at trying to fill the gap in the, with this one-time funding to get us through the next year so that we could um, literally buy ourselves some time to um, to figure it out and, and pursue some of those options. Uh-huh. Talk a little bit about the library over the past few years, the community support, the awards that it's won, and and, and a little bit about how the library has functioned. Well, I mean, the the St. Helena Library is truly, truly um, unique, um, and it's very special. Um, I When I first started working there, um, I was peripherally aware of it because previously I worked for the Solano County Library which is part of the same consortium and so I you know I I knew where St. Helena was and I knew that they had a really great collection because I was always borrowing (laughs) their materials Um, but other than that I I knew very little until I um, had decided to apply for the director position at which point I started doing some research and came across you know there's just these amazing numbers you know the the highest circulation per capita in the state highest use uh, door count which is the number of people who come in per, uh, per capita in the state and just really great numbers and so you know and we my family and I took a a trip up there to look around and and it was just um it just felt like for me a um a really a fantastic opportunity to take something that was already great and make it even better and um, in fact I even remember when I interviewed with the um then city manager Bert Johansson you know he he described um, the library as the crown of St. Helena and, you know, and basically said my job was I was in charge of sparkle. And so so I was like, I can do that. (laughs) And so, you know, I came in at a really good time. There were, there were some new volunteers. Um, Leslie Stanton, the children's librarian who's been there for decades, um, I shouldn't say that it makes her sound really old, and she's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she's been there a long time. <laughs> um, anyway, she had started doing some adult programming uh, during the interim period after the previous director had uh, left and had been successful with that. And so we met, um, uh, she and I, and a couple of volunteers to talk about the possibility of expanding on the volunteer program, or not, sorry, not the volunteer program, the um, the adult programming uh, series. And uh, they, they at the time were thinking, you know, once a month or something. And, you know, I said, you know what, let's just do it once a week, you know, because, you know, once a month is great. But, you know, I, I'm a former children's librarian, and I know that when you do something once a month, nobody can ever remember what day it is. So if you do it every week, it may take some time to build a following, but people will at least start to remember 
Thursday nights at the library. And so um, so we started out very ambitiously that we were going to do something once a week. And we did it with an extremely small budget. We had $2,500 that the friends gave us. And uh, so we, we put it together and we started building on that. And um, we started an email newsletter. We started a print newsletter. We had, at this point in time, um, over 4,000 people signed up for the email newsletter, you know, in a community of 6,000. <laughs> so... Um, Granted, we we do serve um, a number of people that live in, in the unincorporated area, but uh, so but still pretty good numbers, and um, and we just started we we, we ha- you know we had a few duds with the programs mm-hmm. you know but it was obvious from the get go that it was something that was going to be embraced by the community and so we just kept building on it and building on it and building on it, and um, so we it, at at this point in time, you know, up until the end of this month anyway, uh, we are doing like nine programs a week. So, which is unfathomable for a library of our size. And with this, I mean, and although, again, we are very well staffed for a, li- a library in a community this size, the fact that we're able to do as much as we do with the staff that we have, and we use a lot of volunteers for that. So it's been very successful. And as far as awards, I mean, the first time we ever won an award, or we won it because it wasn't really a contest, but the first time we were ever given any accolades, I should say, um, was uh, Library Journal did something, started something called the Star Library Index, um, which is uh, based on a number of uh, statistical uh, service points. And I hadn't, I didn't know anything about it. I remember I, I was on Facebook one day and somebody said, congratulations. And I was like, for what? <laughs> Thank you, for what? And we had been named a five-star library, uh, and, and five being the most you could get. And I was just so – and so then my, my next reaction was, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> so found out, you know, and, you know, that we were one of 13 libraries in the state of California that had been given stars. Uh, there's three, four, and five stars. There were only, I think, three five-star libraries. Um, number of li- – we were um, in, cate- in, our, in our category, which is based on um, uh, budget, actually. Uh, we were 11th in the country. Um, just, just amazing. And so, and we, and so that was 2009 and we've been a star library every year since. And, um, then in 2010 or 11, 2011, 2011, we did the Harry Potter readathon, which was still, I think my favorite, runs a close second to Elsie the library cat, but possibly my favorite thing I've ever done was the Harry Potter readathon. And, um, and we won an award for that, um, from the California library association. Um, we, and then, uh, in 2014, uh, we were given the, um, we, we were, we were named a finalist for best small library in America. Uh, so finalist basically means second place because <laughs> mm-hmm. they have a, they always have a winner and then they have two finalists. So we shared second place with some um, small library in Texas. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, it was uh, so that was a, um, a huge feat, and we were planning on applying to to get the the big dollar big big ticket one in 2017 because you have to wait three years to apply again after you after you're a finalist. <laughs> what is your sense of the changes that are going to have to happen in the library given the level of cuts that are being made? 
Well, there's been a lot of talk about using more volunteers, and we had already started to talk about how that would be possible. There are a number of very highly skilled positions in the library that um, some can be given to volunteers if you can find people with the right skill set and the right availability. Um, and, and we have done that in the past. So it was so some of that was just a building on what was already there. And then also identifying some new places that we could incorporate volunteers. Um, and we actually were part of a, a program that the State Library did a few years ago called Get Involved. And we were a pilot library. There were six libraries in the state that were selected, and we were one of them to uh, to explore using um, skilled li- skilled volunteers. And we were very successful with that. Uh, what we found was that it was very difficult to... Uh, it was very the capacity building part of it was very mm-hmm. difficult not having a volunteer coordinator and so but we were we were planning on that and i and i assume that they will continue along that path um we were looking at reduced hours um uh reduced staffing reduced programming uh nothing nothing really being eliminated it just um just trimmed and doing our best to continue to serve the community as as much as possible uh, through through however long this lasts, you know. And in the meantime, you know, the Friends and Foundation were, were ramping up their fundraising, and uh, you know, it was all it was always kind of you know hoped that somewhere down the line, whether that be three, five, ten years, we would be able to build it back up. So, but and hopefully that's still the case. Talk a little bit about the reaction that you've gotten, the comments that you've heard this past week. Holy cow! From um, <laughs> Um, well, the, uh, there's, there's reaction from a couple of different, um, areas. Uh, there's the, the local reaction, um, has been, um, a lot of, uh, disbelief, um, confusion, uh, concern, concern for me. Um, I, you know, I personally, although I am honestly heartbroken at this, I'll be fine. I can get another job. <laughs> I'm not worried about that. Um, my main concern is for the library and the library staff um, that are very upset by this. And uh, so, anyway, so there, there's a lot of a lot of people reaching out and uh, to them, and uh, and the, but then there's also the um, the greater community. We have. Two really, we have the LC, the Library Cat community, which is a global group of people who um, are mostly concerned about the fact that LC is no longer um, posting. <laughs> 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 but a number have also expressed their their um, their distress um, at the changes, and and then there's the library community. Uh, the library community, um, a lot of people don't think of librarians as being um, a noisy bunch but the truth of the matter is we when you get them riled up <laughs> they can be very noisy so i think there were about um somewhere in the neighborhood of uh 1500 librarians across the country watching that city council meeting on tuesday and um and they were all of them very, very upset. And um, ha- again, reaching out to me, reaching out to the community, asking what can we do. I was contacted by Library Journal on Tuesday 
Um, and they wanted to know the California, actually Monday night, um, you know, same day that all this transpired, I was called uh, by the California State Librarian. I was called by the president of the California Library Association um, and people from all over the state and and now the country uh, reaching out and asking how can we help and not me. How can they help St. Helena? Have you reached out or spoken to any member, the mayor and or other members of the city council? No. No, I have not. Do you intend to? Um, if they were to reach out to me, I'd be happy to talk to them, but I I don't know that that would be appropriate for me to do. What is your sense of how the council has responded to this? Um, I don't... Um... I don't know that it's fair to say that they have responded to it. I I, I think that they've. Um, I would I would say that they haven't. So uh, I mean, leastwise they didn't. They haven't, to my knowledge. My the only my only um, knowledge of anything that they've said is what was said at the at the city council meeting, which was very very little. So. And what's next for you? Well, right this minute, <laughs> yesterday, I took my five-year-old um, and his kindergarten class to Jump Highway <laughs> and chaperoned uh, five-year-olds bouncing for an hour and a half. Um, uh, right now, I- I'm still planning on going to the uh, library conference in San Francisco. Um, and I had already committed to actually um, assisting with a number of events there. And um, and also, it's just, you know, they're my people. So I'm uh, going to go and uh, have a good time. Uh, I, I And who knows, maybe, well, I've already had job offers, but I don't, I don't I'm not, I, you know, I just I just completed the Napa um, Napa Valley Leadership Program, and I, I have no desire to leave Napa. Um, I... I I'd once upon a time said to my mother-in-law, I'd rather sleep in my car in Napa than be in a, a nice house anywhere else. Um, I, I, I have since decided I need to stop saying things like that out loud because <laughs> <laughs> the gods apparently were listening. Um, but, you know, you know, we're, my family and I are going to be fine. And, um, I, you know, I have a, I have, I have two master's degrees. I have a master's degree in library science, obviously, but I also have a, a degree in uh, public administration. So um, I, I, it's entirely possible that I'll do something that's not libraries for a while. And and then, you know, at least not leastwise, I'll still work with libraries, just maybe not in them. Jennifer Baker, I thank you so much for coming in and talking with us. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. You're listening to NapperBroadcasting.com.